The days whisked around Bella's head as people were busy with prepping with the wedding. Since she didn't hide her period anymore, it was easy to clean up, which was a boon as well as a curse for her. As when the amount of blood that passed from her slowed down, her curiosity increased. Since Bella had come to sleep in her room now, there were more times she had to remind herself of a million useless things to keep herself from dyeing her fingers in the blood and popping it in her mouth or Bellum's as she went about cleaning up. There was a yawning silence between them as they looked at each other, tracing the other's face with the morning light. And they both burst into quiet giggles as they watched the flickering lights before drifting off to sleep, clutching each other's hands. The others noted in the house that her ill temper and hysteria was less and less. Many of them complimented her on her calming down finally, and how they saw the picturesque image of her and her brother talking about everything and nothing sitting side by side. How funny that all they had to do was bring her brother here and she became the perfect lady. She also thought that it was funny. She thought it was funny as well that he only behaved as a good brother sticking so close to her or holding each other so close so often was brushed off as normal sibling bonding. She thought it was funny because it would have been too cruel if it was true. Holding Bellum there, as they looked at the pond, she began to notice the limp, sickly lights. Mara. Mara? Bellum echoed. She nodded. My Mara. Not looking at him, his eye as his eyes as she got to get this out. I love you, my Mara. That's selfish. Are you saying you only love yourself? Yes, since the only one I was allowed to love was you. We are not eloping, Bellum chuckled. Bella squeezed tighter, now noting the odd undertone to his voice. No, there was no way we would. In another life, we were siblings, weren't we? Loving, normal siblings. I guess we would have. In another life. A happier one. Bella thought back to all these days when she was met with her own eyes waking up and how that brought her comfort. Come back to me. What? Come back to me. Without you, I have no face. Come back to me, or I will have no voice. Come back to me, so I'll learn to properly smile this time. Bellum looked pained and relieved all at the same time. Bella, I don't come back to me. That's all you have to do. Come back to me, Bellum. Yes. Stay so I can come get you then, Bella. I'll be looking every day for your return, she whispered. They said nothing of it now. They were acting the same way to keep each other for a little while longer. Everyone said how the two were blushing and lively all the time, an angelic pair of siblings. Bella wanted to laugh. They didn't try to hold his hand every night and fail to warm them. They didn't know what that meant. But she said nothing, closing off her thoughts and going on as all days with a slight curiosity in her eyes. On the day she came back from the chapel, she was not shocked to see Bella lying there in her bed in a pool of his own blood. She didn't really react when the others saw the sight and ran off screaming or to call the doctor in hopes he could be saved. Watching the pale lights flood from his body, covering him from her sight, she felt as she always had. She knew she was sad that her bellum, her mara, was lying there broken. But as she got closer, she thought of that day when she screamed for help as he threw himself in the pond. Days whisked around Bella's head as people were busy with prepping with the wedding. Since she didn't hide her period anymore, it was easy to clean up, which was a boon as well as a curse for her. As when the amount of blood that passed from her slowed down, her curiosity increased. 
Since Billum had come to sleep in her room now, there were more times she had to remind herself a million useless things to keep herself from dyeing her fingers in the blood and popping it in her mouth or Bellum's as she went about cleaning up. There was a yawning silence between them as they looked at each other, tracing the other's face with the morning light. And they both burst into quiet giggles as they watched the flickering lights before drifting off to sleep, clutching each other's hands. The others noted in the house that her ill temper and hysteria was less and less. Many of them complimented her on calming down finally, and how they saw the picturesque image of her and her brother talking about everything and nothing sitting side by side. How funny that all they had to do was bring her brother here and she became the perfect lady. She also thought that it was funny. She thought it was funny as well that he only behaved as a good brother sticking so close to her or holding each other so close so often was brushed off as normal sibling bonding. She thought it was funny because it would have been too cruel if it was true. Holding Bellum there, as they looked at the pond, she began to notice the limp, sickly lights. Mara. Mara? Bellum echoed. She nodded. My Mara. Not looking at him, his eye, as his eyes as she got to get this out. I love you, my Mara. That's selfish. Are you saying you only love yourself? Yes, since the only one I was allowed to love was you. We are not eloping, Bellum chuckled. Bella squeezed tighter, now noting the odd undertone to his voice. No, there was no way we would. In another life, we were siblings, weren't we? Loving, normal siblings. I guess we would have. In another life. A happier one. Ella thought back to all these days when she was met with her own eyes waking up and how that brought her comfort. Come back to me. What? Come back to me. Without you, I have no face. Come back to me or I will have no voice. Come back to me, so I'll learn to properly smile this time. Ellen looked pained and relieved all at the same time. Ella, I don't come back to me. That's all you have to do. Come back to me, Bellum. Yes. Stay so I can come get you then, Bella. I'll be looking every day for your return, she whispered. They said nothing of it now. They were acting the same way to keep each other for a little while longer. Everyone said how the two were blushing and lively all the time, an angelic pair of siblings. Bella wanted to laugh. They didn't try to hold his hand every night and fail to warm them. They didn't know what that meant. But she said nothing, closing off her thoughts and going on as all days with a slight curiosity in her eyes. On the day she came back from the chapel, she was not shocked to see Bella lying there in, the bed, in her bed in a pool of his own blood. She didn't really react when the others saw the sight and ran off screaming or to call the doctor in hopes he could be saved. Watching the pale lights of blood from his body covering him from her sight, she felt as she always had. She knew she was sad that her bellum, her mara, was lying there broken. But as she got closer, she thought of that day when she screamed for help as he threw himself in the pond. Maybe. This was always supposed to happen. Maybe. I held you here when you were already dead. Bellum, will you tell me? Bella looked at his lips, noting that there was blood smeared there carefully, as well as how it covered his cut-up hands. She walked over to the door, locking it before turning around as she stared at what was the physical remainders of her bellum, her curiosity roaring in her ears as she finally dipped down her head to his. 
face to make her think of days when she would find him surrounded by her dresses with a smashed bottle of tonic somewhere, days as he muttered in an unknown language with tears in his eyes. Those days were the hardest, as the next he was dragged away, kicking and screaming, everyone thinking he had poured most of his tonics away, yet again as she was told why she should not be with him. Not of death, but it's not life either, she thought humorously, cleaning and kissing Bellum's hands for the last time, memorizing the taste of his life fluid. She did this to end her curiosity with Bellum, to gather strength to be annoyed by her bleeding. It worked for some time, as many did not want to upset her with such a complicated wedding and honeymoon. She was considered a pillar of quiet strength as she hosted Bellum's funeral by herself, gathering and cleaning away his many things before subjecting herself to her in-law's whims. She knew they didn't care, as they were always trying to push her and her now husband together, something she was only allowed to get away from when she was bleeding. It made the fact she didn't look in the mirror any more easier to get away with. But soon, her in-laws got their wish as she was becoming sick in another way, only noticing she had missed her time again. They were ecstatic for this change and what it meant, but as she was told of what was going on, she had honestly wanted them back. She felt something important was taken from her. At night, when her husband had gone to sleep, she caught herself tracing and caressing her own thighs. It was then that she realized she was sad. She had placed a familiar love and comfort onto such an event, and even now, it was taken from her. She didn't even know she would live long enough to see it again or die like her mother as soon as her child was born, all in the name of her family trying to bury the oddness of the two. As she let herself cry, she felt her tears tasted metallic and cold. I would like to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to one another of the stories of the Illuminate Archives. I hope you have a wonderful day and your dreams are filled with our nightmares. We will be seeing you soon.